Greetings all and welcome to Margin Call, the podcast and editorial meeting for Quest On Media. I'd like to start by welcoming our guests to the show. Paul, pleasure to have you as always, our Quest On contributor. Today we also have Amelia Gonzalez, associate editor of Quest On. Welcome to all three of you. And today we're joined by Miami-based writer and journalist JJ Colagrande. Thanks for being here, JJ. And thank you, as always, to Iming Piancai, our producer. Today we'll be discussing the death of South Florida rapper XXX Tentacion, who was shot dead June 18th in an apparent robbery. He was 20 years old. His death is tragic for many reasons. He was a young man, talented and successful with a lot of promise as an emerging artist, uh, and he had a lot of fans. His best music is honest, vulnerable, melodic, and soulful in a way that sets him apart from a much maligned generation of young rappers with face tattoos and dreadlocks. Here's a sample. fans. Uh, his death echoes the murder of Tupac Shakur in the late 90s and is a sad reminder of a very violent time in hip-hop. A lot of young people are comparing his death to Tupac's death and elevating X as an icon, which sadly we've seen many times in hip-hop history. Sometimes it feels like a rapper has to die to become an icon. There are other issues here too. X was in the news prior to his death due to allegations of domestic abuse by strangulation an aggravated battery of a pregnant woman, events which are now raising questions about his legacy, and it's a whole Pandora's box of sad questions that we shouldn't even have to try to untangle, but that is our job, so here we are. JJ, I, I want to start with you because you're a journalist based in South Florida, and you wrote a piece on Jitney Books very soon after her ex's death, among other things, that his death uh, will, quote, cement forever his music and elevate what you call, I think fittingly, I like this phrase a lot, the, quote, bizarre South Florida rap renaissance. But you follow that statement very quickly in your piece by saying, at the end of the day, a 20-year-old is dead. Uh, tell me a little bit about what X's death means to people in South Florida. What are you seeing in the street out there? Okay, so... The thing with X and his music is uh, it's absolutely polarizing on, on many levels from, you know, trying to separate the, the person and, and, and the artist and, and the, the talent, the music. Um, you know, per personally, he's not a role model and, you know, he beat his girlfriend. Um, it's well known. Uh, he's facing, was facing several felony charges, was on house arrest. Yeah, so Jose, the thing with Jose is, I guess, um, on, on Sunday night, personally, I, I fell into a really deep dive about a really well-written article um, on the Miami New Times, written by um, Carpley Hart, a local writer down here, who really wrote this, you know, 3,000, 4,000-word think piece that uh, humanized X. Um, and I found myself maybe reading, like, a deep dive, two hours into this, this article, clicking every link. I knew his music a little bit from Rolling Loud, which is a big music festival down here. Um, I, you know, and I didn't really like his music last year at all. And uh, anyway, you know, reading this article really human, humanized him. And it's, it's a must-read article. I highly recommend it. It's, um, uh, it's called The Real Story of Rapper XXX. 
uh, Tempestion, um, and it humanizes him, and it gives you all the information you need to know about this uh, young man who's not that. What did you uh, like? What did you learn about him that kind of helped you to understand him a little better? I actually reached out to the writer because I had some questions. You know, and the first question I had for the writer was, "Did you literally up to his door and like knock on the door to get an interview?" Which which she confirmed she did, because um, the, the article sort of implied that she got his address off a speeding ticket and just knocked on the door. And, and I confirmed that to be true, which I think is really excellent reporting. It's good you know? reporting. So he, yeah. he let X into um, his, the house. He's on house arrest, was on house arrest, and just bought a $1.5 million mansion in Parkland, maybe three miles from where you know Marjorie Soman Douglas was. Um, and this reporter went in there, spent like two, three hours with him in his studio, um, just asking him questions on a really broad range of of subjects from astral projection to feminism to his music to the, the charges against him. And you know, the article again is really well written and it really paints a picture of, you know, of, 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 a, of, a, of a human, you know, of a man with feelings. You know, and then the article also goes into detail, uh, a detailed interview of his alleged assault vi uh, victim and his ex-girlfriend. It also interviews his mother, it also interviews his fans. It's just really, like I said, well-rounded, um, humanizing picture of that. And I fell into it. Um, and the next day he got killed. So, you know, that to me was stunning and chilling, yeah. which, was on, which was on Monday, by the way. So, so X, you know, basically um, had a really bad, troubled childhood and, you know, didn't really live with his mom. His mom was more of a friend. He kind of lived with his grandma, kind of bounced around, you know, went, lived in a part of town um, in West Broward called Lauderhill where his grandmother lived. That's where he spent a large part of his youth. And Lauderhill is like rough around the edges. My, my, my family, I'm connected to Lauderhill because my mom and dad live maybe five minutes north of Lauderhill and I drive through that neighborhood often when I go visit them. Um, and it's, it's rough around the edges. And that's why I, I feel particularly connected to this story um, because it's sort of in our backyard. If we're gonna imply that, um, you know, we, you know um, this is a local artist leading a local renaissance of, of music and it's a tragedy, um, and you know, and it's he's very polarizing, as you can see on social media. And so many people are, you know, don't want to celebrate this this young man because of his personal actions. But when you put things into context, I think in general, um, he's just really misunderstood. And now, like I said in my article, at the end of the day, you have a twenty-year-old man who's dead, and um, that's just not a, not a good thing. And the way that he died, by the way, if you don't know, like you know, there was someone on Instagram like live video videogramming the whole incident of him you know, in a car, like shot and just bleeding out and dying. I don't know if everybody knows this, but they just caught the killer. That's kind of new news. I heard, yeah, there, I know that Who there was, was it? Who was it? I know that there was an arrest today. Because they said it was another rapper, local rapper from Florida with the red mask. But he was like, nah, it ain't me. They charged uh, Dedrick D. Williams. Um, I don't know if he was a rapper or not. I can confirm that in a couple of minutes. There was a lot of speculation right after his death yeah. about other local rappers. Um, but I, I purely speculative, and I feel like at that point of the news cycle, you have to kind of just tune out what right. that speculation is. But this is uh, this is Broward County police arrest, um, and it's not he's not brought in for questioning. You know he's uh, he's under arrest, uh, which I think is telling. But I you know that doesn't really give us any other information except what I saw, which is that it was a, an attempted robbery. You know somebody tried to rob him; it didn't go the way they thought it would, which is different from you know, someone intentionally going there with the intention of killing him. I right. Guess. And it goes, and it goes with the whole vibe. Like, you know, these youngsters, him and all, him and 21 Savage remind me of each other where it's like, they go to this very extreme place 
And then, like, they grow out of it hella fast. You know what I'm saying? These 21-year-old kids. 21 Savage just gave up jewelry or some shit and was speaking up against drugs. I think Extension's thing was, like, talking against suicide. Like, recently, as he was getting... But remember, he was funking with Drake. That was why everybody was paying attention to him. He got socked in the face on stage and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. That's why they was paying attention to him. But I think well, from Paul, that... I want to... Uh, and I don't want to interrupt you, but I just want to bring up a point that you made when we first started talking about doing a show. You know, I made the Tupac comparison, and you were very quick to say, like, nope, nope, we should not be talking about Tupac. We should be talking about, and then you had this whole kind of like litany of issues, which I think are obviously relevant here, but you said we should be talking about mental health. We should be talking about kids popping pills. We should be talking about PTSD and, you know, community of people desensitized to violence and trauma. I mean, I don't know necessarily. That's what it is to me. If, I don't you know, know what if I mean? pills are relevant for X, because I don't know if he, you know, was, was a guy who took pills, but, you know, and I guess mental health is a separate issue, but trauma is certainly relevant here and i think that's what i was trying to get at in, in the intro is that yeah desensitization to violence we've kind of like become accustomed to or at least we accept that this is a part of the culture of hip-hop that there will be violent incidents like this is that what you, you meant when a, you said that yes yes you have to be a certain type of person to not give it up when somebody point a gun at you you know what i mean right. like that's you've obviously seen a lot of shit in your life like right. I mean, if that doesn't phase you what will? I'm a rapper. I have my whole life ahead of me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm worth I'm worth two million dollars. I mean, Paul, I don't want to put your personal business out there, but I feel like I I can say you might be the kind of person who wouldn't give it up in the moment. Just speaking speculatively, I'm not talking about any specific. Well, answer. you know what? Before I had a kid, you're right. <laughs> but now that I have a kid, yeah. there's that. Who gonna watch him? Well, also, you know, uh, that that's a very important point, but also, I mean, you know, you're in your 30s now. Like, right, you grow up. Next, you next grow up. 20 like, years old. When you're 20, you know what I mean? You're not trying to say anything, tell you anything, and part of it could just be age, and, and if X were able to become a 30-something-year-old man, he could be, you know, like you, caring about his kid and his dog. And right, but I did a, see him, like, mohawk. from the outside, too, because I read articles. I don't really listen to his music. Every time he pops up in the news for a particular reason, you got socked on stage and everybody filmed it. That's when I see yeah. you. But I noticed yeah. that all this stuff has happened. He hasn't, like, tried to go over the violence route. He's tried right. to be, oh, I'm a, you know what? I need to take this and mature off this. And so it was interesting to me when I heard that he got shot. I was like, oh, that's, that's interesting. You know what I'm saying? You like, mean, he because was... there's so many other... We talked about this because there's so many other prominent people. Like, if I... You know, not to be insensitive, but if, if somebody said, oh, rapper shot dead, like there, there are a whole list of people I would think like, oh, well, you know, Takashi, for instance, who's right. like having a lot right. of great public feuds. And every time you see him, he's posing with seven different AKs and like a red rag on his face, you know, right. uh, and I, there are a lot of things you could say. Not so yeah. much. You know, before. Yeah. But I, yeah. I don't know what the boy name is. Is it? I thought it was like. I, I believe it's XXX Tentacion. Okay. And for the sake for the sake of our conversation, because that is a lot of syllables, um, I I'm just calling him X, even though X, X is the MX. Yeah, most of the fans um, call him call him X, but his uh, God given name or name given to him by his mother is Jose Anfroy. Okay, right. see, right. but like, and, but and, and but that's the thing though too. It's like you got to think about where this kid was from. Like he was saying, he's from Florida. That's the South. You know what I mean? Like it's the this is real life for a lot of people. What does that, that mean, yeah. Geographic? JJ, please jump in, defend your turf, man. Like, this yeah. is. 
<laughs> Tell us what place has to do with this. South Florida is, is, is its own world. You know, the South is is, is the panhandle, and, you know, that's that, that Northern Florida is, is more South. We're, but they have know, really relaxed gun laws out there, right? We do. And but Broward County is the sixth borough of New York City. This is where New Yorkers go to go to die. This is why I'm here. I was brought <laughs> You know, I was brought here in the mass exodus of old, uh, you know, Queens, Queens people getting old and moving to New York. There's I think it was, was it, is, is Boca Raton in, the, in Broward County? Boca is, yeah, it's in Broward. Okay, so I remember Jerry Jerry Seinfeld used to say that Boca Raton was God's waiting room. It's exactly. just where, where old people would people hang out. People go to out, retire, right. You wait, go to retire. Waiting, waiting for God yeah, to call them so up. That's what's living maybe 10 minutes from Boca, actually. Is that, isn't that Golden Girls? Isn't that where Golden Girls was? Was Boca Raton? He lived with his grandmama. Golden Girls <laughs> He moved to Parkland, which is a, which is one of the nicer neighborhoods in, in South Florida. But he grew up in Lauderhill, which was which was re- it's really rough neighborhood, man. Yeah. In West Broward, which is kind of yeah. what I was kind of getting to earlier and in my article, which I find fascinating about what's going on in music in general. I'm going to get outside of X for a second, but you know there there there's this trend, and I, I call it like new wave of rap. You know, um, I'm old. I feel like rap has had like three renaissances. You know, starting in the '80s. You know, old school like. The first generation of rap into the 90s which is where right. i grew up you know and then now there's this new wave of rap you know chronicled by like music festivals like rolling loud you know and it started with this like playful kind of innocent kind of cerebral thoughtful kind of based out of atlanta you know like like movement with a lot of artists it was lil wayne lil wayne it was lil wayne yeah no you know like the, the young the, the new wave you know like childish gambino kendrick i know is from chicago but a lot like that band that sang that song cat caroline whatever and um you know, this I feel like now though it's trending in, in, in a in a different direction where like for example, XXL magazine, you know, every year they put out a list of who their, their top talent is. They call it the freshman class. Freshman. You know, last last year X was was by far, they said, voted number one as the next big, you know, freshman and according to XXL. Um this year there there's only five ta- um, you know talents on, on the list, and four out of the five talents are all like associated with Wes Broward. Um, and kind of they're friends with X and they're coming from the same like kind of weird like trap reggaeton like doodle bop like I don't even know what it is and and but it's the next big thing in rap music and it's really really weird to me that it's coming out of West Broward because if you knew West Broward it's like where culture goes to die. I think I mean a lot of this there are a lot of different threads here and a lot of ways to interpret that but I think like there's been an inversion of like what an urban area meant in the 90s where like all this great music is coming out of you know, New York City in, in the Bronx and Queens and Brooklyn yeah. uh, and Los Angeles and Compton um, and what we associated with, you know, an urban experience, right, right, which was typically black, typically poor. And that was a time of violence and, uh, you know, the crack trade. Right. And cities aren't really like that anymore. Now it's more expensive to live in the cities than it is to live in the suburbs. And the people who are struggling the most, the people who are on the margins of society overwhelmingly are now people who live in places like West Broward or if you're in the Bay Area in places like Hercules, you know, Uh, and I am very intrigued by that. That's just about, you know, the changes in geography. And it's thrilling, actually, for me to hear that, you know, that's where these new sounds are coming out of, because that makes sense um, socially. Amelia, I want to turn to you. For a lot of reasons, first of all, just because you always have good insights, but there are a couple threads here which I feel it needs some unpacking. Maybe you can help us with that. 
One is just the idea that JJ raised about like a polarizing figure. What do we do with someone who has good art, um, but has done some pretty despicable things? We had to deal with that months ago when we learned that a lot of our favorite people or the funniest people or a lot of people that we liked uh, were like really pretty awful and despicable towards women. Uh, do we stop watching, you know, Louis C.K.'s stand-up? I don't know. Like, I don't know the answer to that question, but I wonder if what your response is to X, like, I don't even know if you're a fan of his music. I don't know if your interpretation is, is more about him as a, a troubled figure publicly. What what are your thoughts here, Emilia? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, someone was shot and yeah. killed. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I hope when I die, someone's not like, well... This is what she did. So she deserved it. Like, I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like, you know, a 20-year-old 20, 20 young kid was killed. And I feel like, you know, I, I actually had heard about um, people filming it, which was so disturbing. You know, you're filming someone literally dying before your eyes and you're, you know, you're using it as a tool to show the world rather than to, like, help that person. And I think that, yeah. to me, is more terrifying, ultimately. And then, and then you know, further a debate ensues about whether or not that person deserved to die. Um, and, you know, no one yeah. deserved to die that way. I, I don't think anybody is making the argument like, oh, you know, X was abusive and, and violent and therefore he deserved to die. But I think people are saying like, hey, let's pump the brakes on elevating him to icon status. Like a martyr, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, you know, and I don't know. I I'm, I don't know the answer to that. It's kind of why I'm raising it. Now that I learned more about him, you know, I, I read the piece that, that JJ mentioned about contextualizing X as a person uh, after he died, of course, just doing some research online and listened to more of his music. And I was like, this really is a compelling person. Like, this isn't just someone who happened to be famous and made mediocre music and now he's dead. So everyone wants to elevate him. Like he is a co very compelling figure. And I, I just, you know, I'm curious about what that means. What do we do with someone who's talented, um, but troubled? And I, you know, I, I yeah. can't reconcile that. Well, I Did was you actually, like, do you like him? Do you have opinions on, on his music? I mean, or actually, his a lot of my friends really like him. I haven't, I, I personally don't, don't really listen to him. Um, but I was reading this article about stop pretending you actually gave a shit about X's growth and potential where like all of these celebrities are coming out all of a sudden. Did, yeah. On internet. Like, yeah. On the internet. Like, 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 yeah. Like J Cole, Kendrick Lamar, you know, Kanye. Is no, like, I, Cause I was like, I didn't even know they knew or they, I didn't know. They right. like that. Yeah. I right, didn't even right. know they were connected. And all yeah, of a sudden it was like, they were his mentors. Right. <laughs> like, right. Wait, what? didn't seem like y'all were really there i mean I, you know i don't really know what happens behind the scenes i'm not trying to say like yeah. you know everything is revealed on twitter but it's interesting at you know these moments where you know like someone I mean, dies and everyone all of a yeah. sudden is like yeah. this person well a lot a lot of it is you know i, I call it tragedy humping you know yes. something terrible happens and because of the nature yeah, of social media everyone's like oh i need to have an opinion about this when it's like not really sometimes things just happen and they're sad and they just come and go and you don't have to have an opinion i mean i i, felt but this it, way. I do I'm, feel like that though i do feel like people are like some people are like oh he has so much talent and it's like i never heard you mention him one time before this okay um yeah. so go ahead Jay. like a couple a couple of months ago, the uh, Spotify, the streaming music station that everybody listens to, um, banned um, X's music because of his um, treatment or alleged treatment of right, 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 women. right, abusive women. Right. Also, um, um, R. Kelly. 
And um, Kendrick Lamar came out and said, if you um, continue to ban X's music, you're not playing my music. And Spotify um, kind of bent down to Kendrick. This happened a couple of months ago, uh, way before he died. Um, you, yeah. you know, so so Kendrick co-signed. You know, says this isn't coming out of nowhere. This this there were there were people that I don't know about Kanye or anybody else, right. but, but there were there were co-signed on 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 X. You know. Right. But was that more for, you know, this idea of, of like censoring or was it more because of the love for X, like Kendrick Lamar's, you know what I I mean? mean? I I would say this really quickly, Jay, just so you know, we did discuss this as a topic when we discussed this as a topic, when Spotify made the announcement and the, the tone of our conversation was like, well, where do you stop? Like, you know, people are pretty troubled. You know what I mean? So if you dig around in anybody's history, you could probably find a reason that you wouldn't want them on there. But artists are particularly troubled just because of the nature of being an artist and being famous. And, you know, and then we, you know, started to be a little insensitive about it. We're like, yo, all the best music comes from people that did creepy shit. Like, you know, like what were we just not going to listen to Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye, James Brown. Yeah. You can name them, name them. Yeah. Like, where do we stop? It was the nature of that conversation. And then me too. You know, I, I mean, think skip, skipped over musicians for the most part. Um, yeah. I think they knew there was like, there's no coming back from that. If we do this, there will be no music. No, I, honestly, I used to think it was the drugs. You know what I'm saying? All these cats was doing hella drugs. What was the drugs? It was doing hella drugs. You know, Marvin Gaye was doing hella coke. James Brown's crackhead. PCP, so what? Right? And, and therefore they did. No, <laughs> I, don't it, know no, I think have, the thing, the thing was they were like, oh yeah, it expanded their mind and they were on some other hype because of the drug type thing. I mean, well, yeah, I, but what's the relationship between that and then like abhorrent behavior towards women? I think when you're in a certain type of lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Certain things are, are smiled upon. Well, I mean, there's also a culture and like, whatever, I I definitely don't want to go too far down this path, but like, let's just say it's problematic if you start to say we can't have this artist or that artist. And I mostly said that just to let JJ know that we had a conversation about this, doing a little bit of unpacking, but this is a different context because now he's setting records for the most streamed music ever. I think he beat Taylor Swift. It's a very funny headline to see, you know, those, their two pictures together, you know, like, X's picture with like a face tat and white dreadlocks in his face and then like Taylor Swift uh, and he now holds the record for streaming and I know that they never took his music down uh, as Eamon corrected us they took it off of playlists but still now it's like kind of in, in Spotify's interest to stream it because it's the most streamed music in the world and the victim actually his abuse victim his ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. actually came out and said you know stop tagging me with this like I'm yeah. not happy because he's dead you know, a lot of people were like, oh, yeah, I know you're hella relieved. And she was like, nah, dude, that's somebody yeah. I was connected to. I lost somebody from my life. like, And yeah. I thought that was like, a re- you know, that shows maturity. You know what I'm saying? To a certain- I mean, I know she was on Instagram or whatever, but I but felt like I there was some kind It also shows like what a kind of bizarre world we live in with the tools of social media where it didn't used to be possible to do something like that. No one right, was going right, to right, show right, up right. at the, you know, the abuse victim's door and be like, hey, so you glad he's dead? But now, like, you could just tweet at her, like, instantly. And she has to deal with these really what must be horrible, conflicting feelings for someone he cared deeply, she cared deeply for, who also, I mean, that's complicated. You know, it's extremely complicated. And it's bizarre to think that, you know, people are, are you know, somehow congratulating her or right, except you know, I, that was, assuming I was, I that she would be relieved. That's awful. 
It's terrible. It's another, it's another layer. To, it's, it's another layer to the onion of this, of the nuance of, of, of this story and why it's really interesting because really it's nobody's business, you know, what the relationship between Jase and Ayala is her name um, is. And when she comes out and says, yo, stop tagging me. I'm in pain. I love this man, you know, and it's that, that should say everything and just end the debate right there in terms of what we know, what's good for these people. Um, another thing, right. you know, when they were accusing, they were accusing him of witness tampering because when he was in jail, he was, call, he was calling her saying, drop the charges, drop the charges, which is a huge felony and against the law. And it is technically witness tampering. But I mean, again, you know, that's kind of like their business and their, their relationship. Yeah. So it's, it's very complicated. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, uh, Amelia, go ahead. You're gonna... Yeah, I was going to say, sorry, I kind of, I was looking something up. Um, but, you know, when she went to the vigil, they like burned the stuff she brought. Like his fans. Yeah, I heard some of that. Like, and I don't what? even, yeah. Was People this the crazy. LA vigil or was this the South Florida one? JJ, do you know which vigil that uh, was? I saw Miami. some of that, that there was, it, okay, so it was the it Miami was one. I saw that there was some violence there and that she was accosted. Yeah. Uh, pretty dark. A, a very dark thread of an already dark and story. She, I mean, both of them are super young, too, you know? Yeah, like, she's, we forget, yeah. like, they're, like, 20. Like, Can't drink, I think, yeah. Like, they're not, Can't like, drink. people look at these young artists and are like, oh, they're adult. They're like, these are, like, Kids, 17, I was 18, 20. terrible decisions when I was 20. Yeah. yeah. You hella were, they, dude. If <laughs> I, if I was a, if, if Paul knows. Paul can say, if I had music out at 20, uh, Spotify oh, yeah. wouldn't play it. <laughs> I could say that with authority. <laughs> but ain't got nothing on no rap. <laughs> True. Yeah, I mean, I just I think people also forget like how young yeah. these people are. You know, like you give a twenty year old like millions of dollars, what like yeah, without crazy. any sort of support? Yeah. You give a twenty year old yeah, who up with the yeah. internet a million dollars. Right. It's really a convergence of factors. I, I couldn't be trusted with five hundred dollars when I was twenty. I could be trusted with two dollars when I was twenty. <laughs> Just spend it till it's gone. Hopefully, I won't wake up in jail. JJ, you made this connection earlier. I was hoping Charlie was going to join us so we could talk a little bit about this. Um, but you know, we have national conversations that have to pivot constantly, right? Like we had a big conversation about plays and entertainment, which was you know really felt like an important <laughs> conversation that was a long time coming. Uh, and then right in the middle, we had to give it up because we had to have a very important conversation about guns, right? So like, yeah. no, we can't talk about how we treat women anymore. You know, we have to talk about getting rid of guns. Guns have got to go. And then we got so caught up in our gun conversation and it seemed like we, we might be making some progress there. And then it's like, oh my God, they're taking children away from their parents at the border. We can't do anything about guns right now. We've got to talk about this. Uh, those are all worthwhile issues, obviously, but we have a kind of like political single-mindedness that doesn't allow us to process all these things. Uh, how many miles? Four miles away from Marjorie Stoneman High School, which was the high-profile. That's, that's, that's where he lived. He lived four miles. Oh, he lived. Okay, yeah, he lived just a few miles away uh, from this high school, which I think of as ground zero for this modern, uh, you know, uh, political will for gun control. Uh, and I just don't, I don't hear that being part of the conversation. And, and I wonder, part of the reason I wish Charlie were here is because he writes a lot about trauma. He writes a lot about gun violence among young black men. Um, and I, 
I assume that part of the reason that isn't that isn't part of the conversation is because we uh, are desensitized to this kind of violence, kind of what Paul said. We're like, oh, it's like a young black man who got shot to death who had tattoos on his face. You know, that's acceptable to a degree. We don't need to talk about it. Yeah, it's like, oh, no, he got arrested. He got like she said, it's like, oh, he got arrested for selling weed five years ago. So you guys, you guys are touching on something. This this is this conversation is going to come full steam, I think. and We're having it right now. Because this is about me too. This is about gun control, um, social media and fame and celebrity in America. This is about Black Lives Matter. It's all of those things. And it happened, like you said, in ground zero, where apparently like, a lot of these issues are. Yeah. I mean, it really is such a convergence of issues. Um, it's it's kind of making my head spin a little bit, especially when you mention. Yeah. I mean, if you really well, As soon think as about he died, it, though, I was like, I didn't think I would feel like this if I had heard that he had died, dude. You know, it was weird. And I I don't know. I, I feel like people was picking on him. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I get it. It's that time, those days. But I felt like... He was kind know. of a freaky, dark, brooding outsider. He I was. Think, he scene. definitely was. But you know what I mean? Like, was. like whatever, uh, you know, purpose. But it's it, it, it just not like for me. The you know what I mean? It's just not for me. You know what I'm it's saying? Cool. Like, young people were fucking with X. They liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah. They related to what he said. They, you know what I'm saying? They heard him, whatever it was that they they felt him. You yeah, know what I'm I mean, saying? Part, of this, part of this has to do with age too. And this is part of the reason that, you know, when, when this movement for gun control came around, you know, I, I have my own opinions about gun control, right? A lot of that is informed by, you know, we came up in the Bay Area and the history of the Black Panthers. You know, those guys... They used their Second Amendment rights, and that's a big part of the reason they made a lot of political progress. And and that's why it's bad for us right now. If they make a list of you know people who can and cannot have guns, who decides who's on that list? And you know, if only the government has guns, you know, or Chairman Mao and political power comes from the barrel of a gun, right? I have a lot of really complicated, problematic things to say about gun control, but. It was all young people at the front of the parade. So I was like, who cares? Who cares if I'm a 37-year-old person who's like, did you know that the Black Panthers exhibited their, you know, it's like, it's irrelevant because I'm not, I don't want to be at the, the dinosaur at the front of the parade. If this right. is where the political will is and young people feel like it's time for gun control, great. And it doesn't matter that I'm like, well, did you guys know that Nas also has a new album out right now? You know, like people don't need to hear about me and my golden age musings from the 90s and saying, you know, X will never be Tupac, you know, because I'm just I'm a 37 year old guy. And my opinion doesn't matter. And to me, what's a lot more important in this movement is that young people are like, you know what? X was great. Like he made great music. He spoke to me. You know, I felt the same way after Peep died. Everybody's like, oh, Peep, we miss Peep. And then I listened to his music and I didn't get it. I was like, so what? It's not for me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I didn't say I didn't say, oh, Pete whack, you know. Right. I was just like I was like, okay, well, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter that it's not for me. Mm. Um Amelia, I know I, I brought this up before and, and I'm just curious only because here I am talking about how old I am. You're a little bit younger than me. We don't need to talk about how much younger, but you know, yeah, younger enough. Sometimes we ask you to read the young tea leaves. Do you have a sense uh, of of people kind of keeping this gun control movement alive? Do you think that that can be part of this conversation? Is this a convergence of Black Lives Matter and, um, you know, gun control? Like, what are you hearing those kind of conversations around this? Mm, I, I mean, I think, to be honest, are you, t- are you asking, like, at this moment right now? I mean, at this moment right now, I think the number one thing that's happening is the children at the border being separated. But... Um, at least what I've been hearing around my 
like in my environment. Or at least in response to X, you know what I mean? Like- I, I think it was all gun control. And, and especially in response to X, like I was talking to my friend about him who actually really liked his music. But mostly I think when I see what my friends are posting about him, the the major thing that they're most concerned about is the fact that someone just filmed it and stood there. Yeah. And like, yeah. like so desensitized about guns, you know, and also like black watched him die and would rather, you know, film it and get, right. get likes off of that film. It would be the one to yeah, you know, Chicago film his death. We're doing that for a while. Filming a lot of murders. Yeah. Yeah. Young folks. Well, I mean, I don't know. We, uh, how long? What was it? Fifteen years ago, when we saw photos and videos from you know servicemen and women in Iraq who were just like, "Oh, look, I'm gonna take a picture of this dead body." You know what I mean? Like, it, it's. I think it's right. just desensitization. If you're surrounded yeah. by violence, it just becomes totally. another thing to document. Totally. You know? And I mean, I we think that. Yeah, and I mean, Paul, you brought up earlier, like if you're if someone's in front of you with a gun and you don't. Give you're not, you right. know, you're, you're like going to continue. That tells, that says a lot about, you know, what you're ready to it. face or what you have faced already. Right. And so if people are willing to stand and film someone being shot, that says a lot. you know, it says a lot about this country, you know, so, and they knew who he was. You right. know, it says way a lot. You knew who he was. You either liked him or you hella didn't. But then it's like, if you didn't like him, why were you there? And how did you know him? It's all of it, dude. Right. It's weird, right. though. You know what I mean? It's like, or to be the one to catch reality. it. Right. Yeah. I want to be the one, the reality TV. I want to get those hits because they ain't even selling it. Right. I want right. to be the one. Yeah. That's a really good point. Right. That's, that's the thing that jumps out to me is that people are so consumed by developing content for their own social media feed. They ain't even selling it to TMZ. You know, right. it's like it's like tonight, you know, there's like a beautiful sunset and, you know, it's like I couldn't drive across the street because there's like 20 people in the street who wanted to take a picture of the sunset. There's nothing wrong with that. Sunsets are beautiful. But we look at everything as like a, a piece of content to the point that even if it's a, it's tragedy, um, it's content first. Yeah, you don't um, want to live it. You want to look at it, it through the screen. You're not living it. Yeah. Everything, you know what I'm saying? It's Yeah. I had a, a, a powerful reminder of that just because of Paul and you, know, you and I and Eming, we've been journalists for so long that we haven't thought about being a part of a political movement without being a journalist. And when I was, this is a while ago, but this was when I went to Occupy downtown and somebody had a sign that there was, everybody was filming. There was like more people filming than there were protesting. Right. And somebody said, somebody had a sign that said, put down the camera and, and pick up a sign. Right. Which that's fine. I don't need everybody to do that. I'm not a sign toter. I never will be. I'm a storyteller. That's fine. But it's just another important reminder that, you know, if we are so consumed by documenting, we're putting something between ourselves and, you know, a potentially traumatic experience. Uh, I want to, I want to wrap it up, but I want to turn to you, JJ, just for our, our last word here, because I'm curious what your thoughts are uh, about what this means for the region and for the music there and what indications you've seen for, you know, what, what is the artistic response here? And as you say, what does this mean for what has been uh, a renaissance of uh, music in, in that region in South Florida? Well, on a personal level, I can say this, this, this week, I personally, I've been shook, like just walking around the, you know, I live in, in downtown Miami and I often walk, you know, at all hours of the night and, you know, I don't carry a gun. I never, never had a gun. I'm usually not scared. But this week, because, you know, of what happened, um, it, yeah, I've been, I've been side-eyeing people and just looking over my back a little bit more. That's just me personally. 
because um, to think that this, you know, this is also a public safety issue. And um, I can't believe I'm going to say this also. I'm, I'm glad they caught, they caught the murderer of X. And um, I'm kind of glad that it was a robbery and not another rapper that was beefing with him because I think that would have elevated the future of what, what rap music becomes. It would have been taken a turn for something like the 90s that was more right, right, right. and gang orientated. I'm, I'm kind of glad that apparently um, the murderer of, of Jase was, was just a thug, man, and, and robbing him for a bag. Um, that's apparently the story, and I'm glad they have him in custody. Um, on one hand, that's scary for us that you know live around here. We can't walk around like that happened in the broad day at broad daylight, 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Um, right. we robbed at, at, a, at a motorcycle dealership. I mean, that sucks. But I guess that's just life, no matter where you live. Um, no, uh, you know what? Though, it, that's why I said let's not make this the Tupac because it's like it to me it's bigger than Tupac just because the times are bigger than Tupac. You know what I'm saying? And like, like, it, like I said, Tupac was our thing. You know? The four out of the five up and coming artists freshman class this year you know ski mask the slump god that's x's boy dude um wi-fi's funeral smoke perp you know and i'm not that familiar with their music um and but, but they were x's friends right and they were x's friends they were x's crew they come from south florida west broward and and his death is only going to elevate x's music and all of his friends like along with him for the next year definitely, definitely. What, what do we do with what do we do with that but we'll see. I'm glad that this was, I can't believe I'm saying this because a man is dead, 20 year old man is dead. But I'm kind of glad that it wasn't another rapper. So it doesn't escalate into like, you know, rap is violence. Yeah, I think that's an important reminder. Kind of like what I said at the top of the show, uh, just because of what's been happening with Takashi and all these other people. Um, when I first heard this, I thought, oh, this is how it starts. You know what I mean? Like, no matter what the association is, was it some rapper that he had beef with, which really kind of greenlights everybody uh, and, and changes the culture. And in, in some ways, I mean, obviously, like you say, you know, relief is not the word, but it's good to know that there is a chance here for the response to be positive, for the response to be musical. Um, similar to when Peep died, it really prompted a conversation and some evaluation for people to say, like, well, should we really be using all these drugs? Like, this is pretty dangerous, you know? This might be an opportunity for people to just, you know, dial it down a little bit and and focus on the music, you know, which his, his uh, music's I, not that violent. If, if you listen to his music, like you know, his new songs, like Changes and Sad, and it's, it's not violent and it's melodic and, and yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's really no. But I, I heard it was not violent. Like it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and that's a relief, you know, because I mean, I you know, again, I don't want to revisit Tupac and Biggie, but you know, and, and Mob Deep, but that, that music, it became murder music, you know, and no, we had a very, we had a very high profile rap battle uh, operating on a different generation. And you could say in a different genre of hip hop, you know, with Drake and um, Pusha T, but that was just good music. And they clowned the shit out of each other and made some great music. And then now everybody's kind of just moving on. You know what I mean? So maybe it's not all about, you know, ringing the alarm, um, and people, it's, it's, it's an isolated tragedy and we can honor the man, even though he's complicated and, you know, hopefully some good music will come out of this. Uh, I want to thank all you guys for being here. I think this was a great show, partly for, for what you mentioned, Jay, which it really is just a convergence of these issues, um, Black Lives Matter and Me Too and, you know, immigration and gun violence. Um, it's such a flashpoint, you know, uh, 
but again, as you said, ultimately is it's a very, very uh, sad story because it's about a young man who lost his life. Thank you to all of you for being here. Amelia, JJ, thanks for calling in. I hope that you come in on lots of future shows. We'd love to have you as a contributor. Happy to have a South Florida person. Happy to have a Miami person. Paul, it's always a pleasure to have you. Um, Thanks to everyone, and thanks for listening. You've been listening to March and Call. Have a good night, everybody. This episode of Quest on Media's Margin Call was produced in Richmond, California. 